and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Now, the thing about weddings, Dave, is that if you've been to one, you've kind of been to them all, because mm-hmm. they tend to be the same. Well, not anymore, because the best celebrant in the whole of the UK has just been announced. And, of course, it's a Corkman, where we're broadcasting from today. Toker's own Stuart O'Sullivan has become the first man to be named National Wedding Celebrant of the Year at the Wedding Industry Awards. And he's reinventing the way we do weddings and funerals. He's on the line. How are you, Stuart? Good morning, and it's great to have you in the Rebel County this morning. How are you doing? Oh, we're glad to be here and glad to be talking to you. <laughs> Congratulations. Brilliant. Thank you. That's very kind. You really bigged me up there in the intro, so thank you so much. For that. <laughs> Listen, if, if you have the title National Wedding Celebrant of the Year, you don't need any bigging up. You're as big as it can get. I know. Thank you. Yes, it was a great win, I have to say. It was a really good award to get under my belt and the phone has not stopped ringing for the last few weeks, which is good. Excellent. And you're the first man to win it in its 10-year history. I, I, I wasn't aware that it was, um, it, you know, it was being owned by the women celebrants. Yeah. Well, the, the role of a celebrant has been very heavily female-dominated. Um, that sort of industry has been very heavy, top-heavy on the females. But I'm making some moves with the hashtag male celebrants and I'm, I'm making sure that we, we put our stance on, on love as well because we're quite good at it ourselves, actually. We don't get enough credit for it, really. Well, listen, you must be if you're the National Wedding Celebrant of the Year. Talk to us about your journey into becoming a celebrant because I think a lot of people kind of, you know, maybe see, oh, you know, my friend did a course online and then kind of half-jokingly did a wedding or they see the opposite, which is people who take it really seriously like yourself. How did you get into it? Yeah, um, well, I have been working with people sort of really for the last 20 years. I was working in the airline industry as a flight attendant. um, And I suppose I had loads of experience of just dealing with people in situations that you couldn't escape from. Um, You know, the the planes, the door of the plane was locked, you're in, you have to get on with it, you know. And the doors Um, of the church are also closed. You know, I know what you mean. Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> and so I think I just like it It came very naturally because it was like a good link into just looking out because really conducting a wedding or a funeral all you're really doing is looking after people and you're telling their story but in a much more personalized way than say perhaps a priest might um, and so yeah it felt like the natural it felt like a really natural progression really into the role of celebrants um, so yes it's incredibly rewarding because people let you into their lives at like the highest point in their lives and the lowest point in their lives and so all you're really doing is going on that journey with them and being their voice when sometimes they haven't got a voice of their own in terms of funerals um, and in terms of weddings, like putting their love story into words, you know, that's a really privilege to be able to do that and to, to be invited into people's journeys. I love the idea that you think that no two ceremonies should be the same because the people are different and their stories are different. So how do you work exactly. that in? What, what would we experience if we went to a Stuart celebration? Good question. So a Stuart the Celebrant wedding is really like no other because a really good wedding should be a bit like a roller coaster. So one minute the guests should be laughing and then the next minute they should be crying and the next minute they should be laughing again. And if we can get them laughing and crying at the same time, then I know I've really done my job. (laughs) Um, So it's all about like 
weddings should not be predictable because this couple's story has not been predictable. And so if we tell their story in a really authentic way, then there's no way that those those guests are going to get bored of that wedding because it's going to remain interesting the whole time, you know. Um, and I just think, like, there shouldn't be a one-size-fits-all wedding. We shouldn't, you know, walk down the aisle the same way that everyone has done for the last hundred years just because that's the way everybody else has done it you know so I mean if you want to make a, a dramatic entrance or if you don't want to walk down the aisle at all that's absolutely fine as well you know um, mm. and on that note like lots of people think that a wedding starts when the bride arrives you know and that's a bit like opening a book on chapter four and expecting to know what's going on in the story do you know what I mean so like it's really important that I set the tone of the ceremony before the bride arrives Arrives. Um, and also, like, that's a lovely chance for the groom to have a moment in the spotlight before all the attention is taken away from him. So I love to do something really nice at the beginning of a ceremony, like acknowledge the parents of the groom and what a special part they play in today's ceremony and what a great job they've done in raising such a great guy. And, like, let them have a little moment before the bride arrives. That's just like a snippet of one of the things that I do yeah. to make things a bit more interesting and keep you know, things alive. That makes and then, sense. are you involved in things like vows and music choices and all the other the other elements of the wedding? Yeah, so I get involved in all of that. So, secret vows are the thing that I encourage the most with my couples. So, what are by they? the time we get to the vows, so so by the time we get to the vows, like the vows are the heart of the ceremony. So that's really why we're all here. Do you know what I mean? This is what the couple want to say to each other to seal the commitment of their love to each other. You know, and so. If, you know, do a little experiment to all your listeners. Go and ask your parents what they said to each other on their wedding day. Mm. Um, be that 10, 20, 30 years ago. And I guarantee you that they won't remember what they said to each other. Now, the reason they won't remember is because they said words to each other that somebody else told them to say. They weren't their words in the ceremony. So I always encourage my couples to write their own vows and we call them secret vows. And so they write them separately and they send them to me and the couple, they don't hear them until the wedding day, until we get to that point. So the bride has no idea what the groom's going to say and he has no idea what she's going to say. Um, And I prepare them in a really nice booklet that they get to keep forever. So in 20 years time, when someone says to them, what do they say on their wedding day they've got it there you know and it's much more meaningful for them to say authentic things to each other instead of saying like to have and to hold in good times and bad in sickness and health and all that jazz just because that's what everybody else says you know Mm. what are the standout weddings for you do you have any that stick in your mind um, I do, yeah. So I worked with a, a gay couple who were based in Hong Kong and were coming to London for their wedding ceremony. Um, so all the planning was done over Zoom. Um, and when we, we finally got together the day before their wedding, we met for a rehearsal face to face. And that's the other thing. I always do a rehearsal with my couples the day before so that on the day, we really want them to relax and enjoy it. That's the ultimate goal, you know? Um, and, um, so these guys were just they had such a great story because they'd been together for 26 years like way before gay marriage was ever even allowed you know mm. and so their wedding was almost like a reunion and a, a, a celebration at the same time um, and we did a really lovely thing where we do a hand fasting ceremony
ceremony, which is where people from the ceremony come forward and place a ribbon over the couple's hands. So this is a really lovely thing. So um, it's an ancient Celtic tradition and it dates back to when people couldn't afford to exchange wedding rings. And so they would stand in the centre of, like, say, the town and somebody would come and place a ribbon over their hands and that ribbon would get tied in a knot and that would symbolise them being married. And that's where the phrase came from, tying the ah, knot. Tying the knot, so right. That's a really, so we can do that in a really modern way by placing, you know, getting guests to come forward and place ribbons. But each of those ribbons will have a meaning. And really what we're doing is tying up all of the history of this couple into a knot, which is really what marriage is all about anyway. Yeah. Um, and then, like, if someone's listening now, and I know I can see the text coming in, people want to know how to get in touch. I want you to do my wedding. How do I get Stuart? <laughs> What's the best way of, of booking you? Yeah. So, I mean, most of my inquiries and bookings now come through Instagram, which is just an incredible platform. So, my uh, account on Instagram is Stuart the Celebrant. My hashtag is Goodbye Boring Wedding, because that's exactly what I set out to achieve with all my couples. Right. Um, so, yeah. Get in touch on Instagram, send me a little DM and we can make it happen. Um, I'm, I'm now starting to see bookings coming in for Ireland, Irish weddings, which is great to be coming home. Yeah. So the, this, the magic of Goodbye Boring Wedding is spreading across the water. Do you need to be not in a church? Like, Do you cover all the weddings that don't happen in churches? Exactly that. So last mm. year here in the UK, just to give you an example, 70% of weddings in the UK last year happened outside of a church environment. So people are just looking for more creative ways to celebrate their their story and their their journey, you know. And so I think that's great to see that people are prepared to sort of break the mould and look outside the box, mm. you know. Like, I- you know, it's it's a shame that, you know, we've it's gone that way. But the thing is, like, modern Ireland has to represent the people who are living in it and if that means getting married outside of a church then that's and then so be it you know yeah, yeah. and finally can you do anything about the really boring speech part <laughs> um, I'm, I'm generally gone by the time we get to that <laughs> okay. I, I did see one I, of your lines I was raised, you want the, the I, celebration to yeah, be the party you want the, the exactly. wedding bit to be the party Exactly. I mean, you know, we shouldn't wait for the afters for the party to start. The wedding should be the party starter. And, and you know, on that note, I've conducted ceremonies where people have had glasses of Prosecco while the ceremony has been taking place. Why not? You know what I mean? And on that note, I also say to my couples, you know, the music that you choose for your ceremony is really important because during the ceremony, what I will have been doing is building and building and building the energy levels in the room so that by the time we get to the end of the ceremony, your guests are absolutely buzzing. Like, they cannot wait to party the night away and celebrate with you. Um, And that's why I always say to my couples, you know, the last song in your ceremony is really important because that is the first song in your party. So that song has got to be right. So I cannot build and build and build and end the ceremony with Shania Twain from this moment. I just cannot allow that to happen because everything will take a nosedive. So we've got to keep it upbeat at the end. Yeah, you want... Are you going to tell by the way I use my walk and my mom's That's what you want to Exactly, now you're talking. Uh, Stuart, it's great to talk to you. Thanks so much for joining us today. That is Stuart O'Sullivan, the UK's National Wedding Celebrant of the Year 2022, a proud Corkman. And as Stuart said, uh, you can find him on Instagram at Stuart the Celebrant is where you'll find him. Stuart, thanks for joining us. Great talking to you guys. Have a great day.
See you later. You too. Bye. Bye. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am. Today FM.